0: Hi, this is Clint Thompson.
1: And I'm Karen Bridges, and we are Donut Snow.
0: And this room mm, sounds, sounds great. Like,
1: you know, being outside and eating donuts.
0: <laughs> 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 and I do have a very distinct memory of being in my kitchen when I was very young and listening to uh, Islands in the Stream. and <laughs> Kenny. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's
1: one thing, like, we bonded on, with, like...
2: 90s comedy. 90s comedy. Well, hello, music and podcast lovers. Thank you for hitting play on This Room Sounds Great. I'm Reese Williams. We are recording from In Your Ear Studios, and I know you guys have so many options when you are retying your shoelaces or cleaning your bathroom grout and when you thought of that, you thought of us. We are so lucky. And speaking of lucky, today I've got the pleasure of speaking remotely. My first remote episode for This Room Sounds Great with Stone and Snow. We've got Karen and Clint. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> so tell me, you guys are going to be here for the Richmond International Film Festival, which we are partnering with. We have shifted our Shaco Sessions, which is normally on a Tuesday, to a Thursday um, so that you guys can be here and perform. We're going to have screenings, Q&As. There are events going on all over town, um, so everybody needs to get their pass and be a part of it. We're in our 11th year. Um, I know Heather Waters mentioned that uh, she had 160 films and hundreds of bands. So how did you guys find out about it?
1: Uh, we saw a post on a website called Reverb Nation um, that they had made looking for bands to showcase, and so we thought, "Hey, that's pretty cool." We've we've never been to Richmond, um, but it's been on the short list of places that we'd like to go, and so we applied for that, and um, they
2: selected us, so we're we're pretty excited. That is incredible. I was born in, well, I was born in St. Louis, but I lived in Collinsville until I was six. So, um, I know a little bit of Illinois, just sort of the orientation in the area. We were famous because we have a big ketchup bottle as a water tower in our town. So oh man <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were known for so now how long, oh, yeah. how long have you guys been together doing your thing We've been playing music together for um, a little over 10 years now oh wow so, wow you guys know each other very well then
1: yeah we've got we we put out four full-length albums in that time so far so yeah we've been we've been busy writing and, and recording and all that stuff over
2: the years. Yeah. So what is the major city that you guys uh, gig and play in? Or do you just travel the country? What's, what's the landscape of the music scene been like for you guys, geographically and receptively? Uh, well, we're kind of um,
1: in central Illinois, so Bloomington is the town we're in. It's um, like halfway between Chicago and St. Louis. We've been mainly traveling around the Midwest. In that time, doing a lot of house concerts and, and small clubs and, and festivals when we can. So um, but we're we're finally uh, in a place uh, career-wise where we can uh, expand that a little bit more. And so and so we're we're part of that plan, and we're excited to explore more of the East Coast. So.
2: And we are happy to have you. Richmond is the coolest. I will tell you, what's great here is you are always 30 minutes from the beach, and then you're a good, you know, maybe an hour away from the mountains. I think you guys are just going to love it. <laughs> that sounds great. Well,
1: and our name is is a kind of a reference. Well, it's a reference to the Rocky Mountains, but anywhere we can get where there's a little bit of a mountain view, we're, we're down for that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So what have been some memorable performances for you guys since you've been playing for over a decade? What shows did you leave just feeling like, you know, this it doesn't get any better than this? And what about the show was it?
1: Well, we were privileged um, a couple of years ago uh, to win one of the John Lennon songwriting contests. Um, it was their... NAM edition contest and, uh, for our song Love is a Weapon. And so for that, we, we traveled to Anaheim, California to perform on the main stage at the NAM show. So that was kind of a, I don't know if they call it a bucket list thing because we weren't expecting it, but <laughs> it was really, really great. Um, and that, uh, conference, I guess is just overwhelming like being there the whole time it's like the whole music industry in in one place and i didn't even see the
2: whole thing so, wow yeah. and so what is going to define success for you guys if you've doing been doing it a decade and you're growing and touring um what is it you're hoping to achieve You know, is it number of albums sold? Is it just being able to make a living from it? What do you guys? What will make you breathe that sigh of relief and say, "All right, we've we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing"?
0: Um, I think what you said about just being able to make a career out of this and you know earn a living. um, We've you know every year we we get involved with more and more things, and we. I'd say we've been, done a pretty good job over the years of kind of keeping things on our terms. Not that every gig we've ever played has been ideal, but, you know, we we have standards and, and I feel like we're able to stick to those for the most part and do what we want. So it's really just a matter of getting to a place where we have a, a consistent, you know, consistency um, with the shows that we play and
1: yeah, avoid burnout because obviously you know to, to make a living making music you you have to you have to perform you have to tour around so um, that's that's all part of it too avoiding that burnout
2: and <laughs> <laughs> in, in an effort to avoid burnout do you guys have any fun hobbies or, you know, are there things that you do outside of music that either feed into the music creativity or it's just a lovely reprieve from music altogether? Do you guys have any really interesting crafty hobbies or is there something you like to do when you're traveling?
1: Oh, is very crafty. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I am pretty crafty. I, I make jewelry, so I, I kind of have a little side brand. Uh, we sometimes sell at it shows. It's called uh, No Coastal, which we're going to the East Coast, but we currently live in a place <laughs> I'd call No Coastal, <laughs> uh, the Midwest. Is, it's a uh, it's wooden jewelry, um, and it's hand painted, and that. Uh, and so I like putting around with that. Um, but I think we also just like to. Well, I mean, you know, when we're out on the road, it's always you know like, where's the best donut shop? <laughs> you know, we have a day off, like, work, and we go hiking or that sort of thing, so, you know, being outside and eating
0: donuts. <laughs> <laughs> hiking and donuts, but, like, I love we have, it. We
1: also try to, you know, find an interesting brewery or a distillery, like, we're huge fans of, and not because it's also in our name, but Stone Brewing, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to the, the Escondido brewery and really looking forward to checking out the, the Richmond brewery as well so.
2: now what does your week look like when you're here what events are you actually participating in um, and what is required of you now that you're part of Riff <laughs> Well I think we're, we're getting into town on Thursday
1: um, for so we're unfortunately um, gonna miss the, the first couple days but um, so the shaco sessions will be our first um, activity. But so we're kind of, I don't know, playing it by ear as far as like what films we're gonna be able to, to catch. Cause then on Sunday is the, the official like, uh, music festival portion. Um, and we're hoping to, to catch the award ceremony that evening as well.
2: So Clint, what was the first piece of music that you ever owned, and what format was it on?
0: Oh, that's that's asking a whole lot of my memory. I, I don't even... Well,
2: what's the,
1: what's one that was memorable
0: to you? <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to music since I was a little kid. I kind of came up on, you know, country music, what was popular around that time in the 80s, and... Uh, you know, fifties and sixties music. So always listening to that music with my mom in the car growing up, um, which was, you know, I learned, I don't really perform those kinds of music, but definitely a huge influence on me. But, you know, I, I remember listening to to that kind of music. It's one of my first early memories of music, but I really don't remember buying it my first,
2: I'm sorry. Did you I wish I did. Too old. <laughs> she said he's too old.
0: I and I do have a very distinct memory of being in my kitchen when I was very young and listening to uh Islands in the stream Kenny. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That is a That's great one. Karen, what about you? What what did you listen to when you were young? And if you remember, what was the first thing you said? This is mine.
1: Um yeah, I don't remember the first thing I ever bought, but it would have been a cassette as well. Um <laughs> To age me a little bit. No, my uh, my dad didn't really listen to a lot of music, but my mom did, and she was in hip-hop divas. So oh. in um, the 80s and, and the 90s, that's a lot of what my my musical upbringing was like. Whitney Houston and Gloria Stefan and Mariah Carey. And yeah, uh, yeah.
2: This Maybe this some, like, Taylor
1: Dane and, I don't know, Carly <laughs> Simon, definitely. Um, so we've we had two, like, totally, completely different musical offerings, which is been an interesting blending. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, he, I surprised him by what, like, older songs, like, I actually know, yeah. <laughs> like, because I don't know a lot outside of pop music from the older decades.
2: All right, now let's play a little snippet of your music so everybody knows what your sound is like.
0: This could have been a good thing If I had said the right thing
1: Every time you needed me
0: This could have been wonderful
1: about uh you know a relationship gone sour and like thinking about how it could have been great pretty much everything had been different (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) in hindsight (laughs) could have been a good thing if place time person all been different so in a way it's a timing thing but it's also just like i don't know yeah (laughs)
2: um as long as you guys have been together do you have any pre-show rituals when you guys perform anything that you just got to do either for um uh, superstition or just you know centers you or makes you feel good before you perform stretching my fingers (laughs) Uh,
0: if i don't i'll pay for it later so but not pretty boring um not really just kind of like like a little bit of you know quiet time before, if we can if we can manage it, you know, just to kind of get get in that headspace um, and just get ready, you know, mentally.
1: Would you like to have like a beer sometimes? Uh, or like, uh, you're like the opposite of me with, with that. Like, you like yeah. to have a beer loosen up. I'm like, I can't drink until after <laughs> I'm done singing, or it'll have negative effects.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys in any bands before this one? Did they have Uh, Any terrible names? Were either of you in high school bands and you just grimace when you think about it, but they're great
0: stories?
2: (laughs) Well, Cliff's been
1: in more bands than I have. I was classically trained, but then in choirs and uh, studied opera and musical theater. But I took like six years off of all things music um, in my early 20s and uh, when I came back into it and realized, like, I, I have to sing or I'm going to go crazy, um, <laughs> I, was, I was looking for a writing partner and that's when um, I met Clinton. and we started
0: there. So really, this, this has been my first, like, real, like, singer-songwriter project that I've been in. I was in a band in college with some of my friends called the Shag Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like look that's back great. and laugh about that one. <laughs> but um, that's probably the one. Yeah. I've oh, been wh- several other since then, but uh, I haven't had the silliest name, of course.
2: <laughs> Please tell me you had a great logo. <laughs> I,
0: I don't think we had anything <laughs> other than you know, just our gear and that stupid name. And I think we played one or two house parties. and
2: <laughs> That was it. <laughs> So, oh, that yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> Given that you guys are going to be here for the Richmond International Film and Music Festival, uh, Clint, what movie can you quote line by line? Which, which movie do you know by heart? Um, I really like the Royal Tenenbaums.
0: Um, line by line. <laughs> um, a lot of comedies, you know. Um, uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah, Chris Farley. I, I would say
1: that's one thing. Like we bonded
0: on with, like '90s comedy,
1: '90s comedies, like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell.
2: Yeah. You you are friends <laughs> after my own heart already. Oh my gosh, I know all of those verbatim.
0: Yeah, and then you, uh, you get to a place where you're quoting them all the time with your friends, and it's so funny. And then you go back and watch it, and it's not as funny as when you were <laughs> quoting it for some reason. <laughs>
2: Music scene like in that town you said it was Bloomington, right? Yeah. So, what is it like? Is it a lot of country? Is it a lot of rock? Is it eclectic? Is it is it clicky and hard to get into? Does everybody feel like there's enough for everyone? What's it like on a on a year to year basis as you see it evolve? It's a
1: it's a pretty small community and market. There's only about a hundred and fifty thousand people in our town total. Um, both Bloomington and normal. Um, so if that gives you any hint of <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, all joking aside, I mean it, it is a lot of um, folk country bluegrass type mm-hmm. of, you know Yeah it's,
0: it's music. Like Americana. Yeah, Americana. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Lots, like, lots of lots of bar band, you know, lots of rock, classic rock and mm-hmm. there's a pretty healthy dose of like metal bands. And- uh, really heavy stuff that uh we don't really get into but no there's um yeah I would say that's it's largely like classic rock, beer rock.
1: Classic rock, Americana. Yeah. I mean it's
0: there's a little bit of,
1: it's been growing, yeah,
0: I think. Yeah.
1: There's a lot more concert series and, and stuff to do and I think people after the pandemic are, are craving that too, just getting out and, and
0: doing all the things they used to do. Yeah. So. Oh, I was just gonna say we're also seeing a large influx of tribute acts, so there's lots of tribute
1: bands. And- the nostalgia is <laughs> strong. But I don't know, that could be happening everywhere. I feel like too like again, it's our like our natural desire to get back to like the way things were and I think that, you know, tribute tribute acts can play a large part in that and in, in us wanting to, you know remember the good old days, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, before we all had to like Stay six feet apart and more math
2: but <laughs> I don't. who would you guys like to share the stage with um I don't know if being singer songwriters in a duo if you get to collaborate much um but who would you absolutely love you know no limit uh your who's your dream guest to collaborate with I think well Clint's answer might be different
1: than mine but
2: I I'm I'm really
1: into Lake Street Dive and Rachel Price's voice and like that would be a dream dream yet for me. I love their their sound. Uh Bridget Kearney, the, the bass player, her songwriting is so great and Rachel's voice is just amazing and I, yeah, that that would be it for me.
2: Clint, who would you like to collaborate with?
0: Um uh, one of my favorite songwriters and musicians in general is, is uh, Nico Case. So mm-hmm. I've here a couple of times. and Just I would love to love to go out on tour with Nico, wouldn't you, Karen? Yeah, that's, no, sure. Um, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I think she's so amazing, and, and um, she's a big inspiration among other bands on me. Uh, as far as just trying to be an innovator and do something different with your music, you know take things in a, in a different direction or a strange place, maybe a departure of some kind. I really like the weirdness that, that's in her music a lot.
1: Actually so, very poetic
2: lyrically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun to hear something original, you know? I mean, I've been listening to music since I was, you know, born. And, um, you know, you see a lot of trends and you see, you know, just a lot of people jump on bandwagons and then... You know, you've got people just exactly like Nico Case or um, Billy Eilish. You know, and it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. so cool to see someone come out and we're like, whoa, we've actually literally yeah. never seen that before, or heard that before. I mean, that's pretty rare. It's yeah, awesome.
0: Like, I, I can't compare you to anyone else because you're just doing your own thing. I
2: love that. Well, we absolutely cannot wait to meet you and have you in our little old city. Um, I'll be no. sure. I'll be sure to send you my Richmond highlights. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we can look right. at all the events and uh, look at the music lineup and see what you guys are nominated for and how that all works. Um, all right. Where can people go to follow you online? Well, we're
1: on all the places. Um, our handle is Stone and Snow, all spelled out, although you'll see it with the ampersand. But um, so our website, stonesnow.com, um, StoneSnow on Instagram and Facebook and Um, Spotify as well if you want to
2: listen absolutely wonderful we look forward to seeing you and having you and we will see you very soon yay looking forward to it thank you thank you And now we're going to transition to a conversation with musician Famo. He is not actually performing at the Shaco Sessions Live, where we partner with the Richmond International Film Festival, but he is a musician in the music festival part of Riff. So he has been nominated for several awards. He's been a part of Riff in the past, and we had an amazing chat. So let's jump in. This is so nice meeting you. So tell me where you're calling from.
3: I'm calling from uh, Stuttgart, nearby, uh, Germany, actually, out of Germany, Stuttgart. Okay. Yeah.
2: Tell me um, what your genre of music is, how you got started in that genre of music, and what does that music scene look like where you are? I mean, obviously, we've got familiarity with, of course, the Richmond music scene and then Um, you know, maybe New York or LA, or for us, we've got Nashville and Austin, Um, but what is the music scene? Let's, you know, let's start with just who you are and your type of music and why you chose that music. And then I'll ask you more questions. All right. (laughs) Sounds good
3: to me. Well, um, my name is uh, Fabiano Montezano. That's why um, people know me now as FAMO. That's my artist name. I'm doing music since 2003, and the major point was, um, I was actually a hip hop dancer in the first place. I did some competitions uh, through MTV and stuff like that way back in the day. And then I had a holiday trip with my mother and in Italy, and there was a talent show. And in that period of time, um, Nelly dropped that album Country Grammar back in the day. And
2: right, yes. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm really digging his music. So I'm a really, a really a huge fan of Nelly. And I did a cover version of Nelly number one and went straight up number third. I uh, uh, achieved third place at the talent show. So that, that's the beginning of my music, actually changing from dancer up into a hip hop rap artist, just based on a talent show back in 2003.
2: And so, did you already know that you could write, or not really? Were you just no, nah, di-
3: not really. I was, <laughs> it, it was. It was funny because it, it was funny because I wasn't that good in English, to be honest. In the in the first place, mm-hmm. while, while I was in school, so I was kind of just listen to the record, you know, and just dubbed the ver- the words, you know, and just uh, had nonsense. Actually, at the end of the day, but it sounded similar to the original version. So that that, that was the mm-hmm. start starting key. To do the music the way I love to do nowadays, yeah,
2: that is incredible. Are you Italian or German? I'm
3: Italian. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm I'm Italian. Oh. Born, born and raised in Germany, but uh, pure blood Italian. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you make the switch from moving your body, from loving hip hop and expressing it with your body, yes. to wanting to actually write about it. So, what are the topics of your songs? Are you writing about life and love, and or are you are you writing about struggling and nature, or what are you writing about?
3: The older I get, the more I'm getting deeper into storytelling and meaningful lyrics. Mm. But um, to be honest, I can write about everything. So if it comes to <laughs> if it comes to party if if you need a party record if you need um a love story or I'm able to write everything down especially um through all the experience in my life that I've been through you know um, um I'm typically the guy that always love to write meaningful lyrics, especially now because yeah because uh that 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 was the thing that I figured out um. Um, the older I get, as I mentioned before, um, the more I want to write stuff down that is way more powerful and meaningful. That, mm-hmm. that, so it's
2: less about let, it's less about let's party and have a good time, and more yeah, about how you're yeah. feeling and what that means. Oh, basically, yeah. that
3: that that gangster stuff, was, such stuff like that. In the, <laughs> in the first place, it was great, you know, having fun writing stuff down. But at the end of the day. Um, is uh, always better to connect with the with the people that listen to your music, with the same stuff that they've been through, and maybe they connect, you know, really with your music and can have a side effect of it, or maybe uh, a way out of any kind of situation that maybe was involved as well as I wrote it down. You know, I've been through that, so I think it's way more better than just telling sometimes nonsense stories. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so um, we're going to play a little snippet of a song of yours. Yeah. And just so everybody could get an idea of how you sound. Yeah.
3: 'Cause I'm a looking through my rearview This is what I've been through This is what I'm gonna do do, I'm 'Cause I'm I'ma looking through my rearview This is what I've been through This is what I'm gonna do do, I'm 'Cause I'm I'ma looking through my rearview This is what I've been through This is what I'm gonna do Cause I'm a, cause I'm a looking through my rearview. view What if you know nothing is pain since the day of birth What if you know nothing is being alone and it hurts What if you lost your faith for being always the one That put all the energy on it afterwards, people gone What if you know that everything you touch went wrong But wish that things changed to reap the power to lead in someone what if you feel guilty at the end? This is just a plan. Just checkpoints to get ready for the things we stand. I'm like an angel, but you never saw my wings extended. All the days I've been through reasons for the unexpected. This is this just a dream or the prize to be splendid? Dear Lord I thought I deserve a sort of balance my soul burns to ashes thousands scars and scratches hell or heaven asking myself those questions all my life I've been kept in the dog my place since day want but I wanna be remembered when I'm gone this is what I've been through this is what I' gonna do'm I'm looking through my radio this is what
2: I' been through so what do you think of when you hear that what were you thinking when you wrote it and and how do you feel about that song?
3: Um What I've been through was a special record because that's actually a official soundtrack for an upcoming movie from Ghana. So, it,
2: oh like, yeah,
3: it it was funny because I met uh, two years ago, or, or I think not four years ago. We got two thousand twenty two, so two thousand eighteen. I met an actor called Hassan Rashid, and he was also involved on Marvel's Black Panther. You know, had had some what? some yeah had some screen time on on that movie. And uh, we met, I met him actually on cameo because I'm on cameo as well. You can book me there. And oh,
2: that's great.
3: Yeah. We came in touch and I was like, yo, you know what? If you ever need a move, a soundtrack for a movie, just hit me up. And uh, it was funny. I think one year ago, I was in Italy, uh, at, at my granny's. And I saw he's uh, in Ghana shooting an independent movie with those who got Gafadans. And I was like, yo, Hassan, why you didn't tell me that you shoot a movie? I tell you, man, I got some projects going on. I was like, you need, you need a record or something like that? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let me, let me take a seat. I'm going through some beats. I'm sending some stuff over and let me know if you like something. And then he picked that one out, that beat of what I've been through that is produced by DJ Payne One. And, uh, then he sent out, um, a script of a chapter of the movie. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was reading that and I was like, all right, sounds good to me. Then I picked some stuff from the movie, just picked some experience of my life and just, you know, write everything down. And that's the outcome from what I've been through. And it's actually working out really good because I got some radio spins. I got some radio interviews because of the song through my publicist over in the U S and I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That is incredible. So what is the music scene like there? Like what does one what can one hope to accomplish because in, we in talk Germany, a lot Lalea? about it here. Yeah. Uh yeah, just either Germany or Europe in general because I will tell you here for a long time there's been sort of the standard record label model. Yeah. You know, you sign up with a record label, they promote yeah. you, you get some money up front. Yeah. And that's all sort of going away. We know that streaming doesn't pay any money. No. And what we find here um and I can certainly speak speak about the musicians here in Richmond is um, we find that, you know, they work. They work so hard and they they spend the money to get an album done. They're yeah. booking themselves for shows. Yeah. They're spending their own money and time on promotion. Um And they just it's difficult to get further. You know, I will say Richmond is great that the music scene itself, it is it's. What I've heard is it's very open, everybody feels like there's enough room for everybody no matter what yeah. your genre. There are plenty of people who play here at the studio who are in five or six bands, like everybody just kind of like sharing each other's talent, so it's very collaborative. Yeah. So what does it what in the world do you expect could actually happen over there? And and, and are things easier, more difficult? Well, to
3: be honest, I've been through hell. <laughs> The last the last wow. decade. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, in the first place, um, I had some meetings uh, back in the day. I'm talking about 2009 up 2011 with BMG, East West Records, uh, Sony, oh. Universal, and they always told me the same. And one one guy told me, you know, uh, Famo, uh, you sound quite different. But the problem is, if you want to sign an artist that is speaking English or American, or is doing American hip hop, we can send some some guys out there from the US. We don't need any people out here in Germany. And that was, Mm. to me, it was like, you know, I've, I've been, um, um, I grew up with Michael Jackson's music, right? So I was dancing yes. like Michael <laughs> Jack- Jackson from six up to 12 years old, had some gigs and shows, just performing like MJ back in the day. And then I was listening to the hip hop music. I mean, the real hip hop music because I'm not, not a 90 kid. So I was in love with Talib Kwali, with pop, with Biggie, with all of those kind of people, Jetta Kiss. And to me, it was like, I have a dream and I need to achieve the things no matter how hard it gets. So if you tell me I can do that, let me do it on my on my own because I'm going to get there. I don't know how. I don't know where to start. But I will get in a period of time to somebody that maybe likes what I'm doing. So what I did was after all those major label meetings and all those disappointments, uh, I just put in my hand uh, 50 grand. You know, I was working as well. So I was uh, getting into the bank and I was like, you know what? I got a project going on. I'm going to the States. I'm going to produce an album. I got huge connections going on and I need some money. And he was like, how much are we talking about? I'm talking about 50K. If it works, maybe I'm getting rich. If not, I'm paying the money back. I don't have a problem, but at least I tried, you know?
2: Yes, sir. So, so
3: Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's, that's what, that was my, my decision because... I really wanted, wanted to make it happen so hard, you know, uh, learning myself English, watching movies, things that I didn't understand. I wrote down the words, you know, just uh, check out the dictionary. You read it in German, you know, learning by doing, being that. And then I went to the States in Boston and I did a whole entire album called Explicit with Showfire Music Group. They actually also Grammy nominated. <gasps> yeah. And um I did the entire album. I came back to Germany. And I just um, showed to some guys the project. They, they were kind of like quite impressive, but you already know how the music industry goes. If you can't make money out of it, they don't want to invest in you, all right? If they see money, they are ready to go. And that was the main mm-hmm. problem that I had because in Germany to get shows, like in the States, because if you're an artist, you can go to a festival, you can go there, you can submit your records, you know, and you always... Got shots and spots to perform on stage in Germany it's way tougher because first of all you can ask them, but they never pay you in the first place. Ooh. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's difficult because uh, I was I was touring with uh, One Twelve with Jagged Edge with public announcement and imagine that I was I was on a tour uh, on a club tour with One Twelve where people booing out One Twelve as well, and I'm like. We are, talk- we are not talking about any, any hobby rap artist or musician. We are talking about 112. And I was like, it's re- really tough to get to the spot in Germany to get the respect that you actually deserve. Especially if you do something that you're not native in. It. You know what I mean? Because if right. I'm saying, if I'm, saying I'm, I'm from Germany, I'm born and raised in Germany, but I'm, I'm Italian and playing English music. So you got already the critics and, and they don't even listen to the music. So you got already that that stamp. You know what I mean? That was the main problem in Germany. And then I was like, you know what? I'm cutting the whole country down. I'm watching the UK, watching Italy, watching Switzerland, Austria, all the other countries that has nothing to do with Germany. And then I get signed in the UK with Rock Solid ENT. And the good thing was uh, I had a manager called Ian Cook. He's, uh, I think, one of the greatest people on earth and also my mentor, right? And he did a lot of stuff, especially also the other um, CEO of Rock Solid, Manny Elias, he was touring with uh, Alton John, you know, he did some major, huge projects and stuff like that. But the problem, like always, they picked another artist to put all the money in and put me aside, you know? So, and I felt like, you know, you got the shot, you got the opportunity, um, you got an artist that works so hard, you know, day and night. If you want something from me, I'm doing it and giving it 150% and be sure what I'm, what I'm doing, I'm going to make it perfect or, or try to do the best out of it. But, um, there was, um, artist, the R&B artist called Curtis Moore. He was also in the finals of X Factor, I think in 2011 mm-hmm. or 12. So they picked him as the main artist, you know, put all the projects on 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 his side and all the money in, and I was like waiting and sitting for nothing, you know. And years goes by, or two, three, or four years, and yeah, you grow um, in a kind of direction where nobody really appreciate what you do, but you know that your music is not bad at all; it's good. You can you can criticize, you can criticize music, but you can hate if the quality and, and the music, the overall music is quite good, you know, and that what makes me, I was sick and tired of all of that stuff. So that was.
2: That's, a, that's yeah. so much. So are you, at this point, are you thinking that you need to move then? Are you, are you strategizing that a different geography is going to be better for you?
3: I was thinking always that I'm living in the wrong country. All right. If I think if I was in the States, you know, and had the right people. Um, things would, would be different for sure. But I wasn't also in that position that I wasn't able to leave my mother alone, you know, my family, because we Italians, you know how it is, like, right? Being close, being near, they did everything for, I had, I had a story. I had, I had a lifetime story that it could be a movie, you know, involved with so many bad stuff. You know, and we still have a good direction. And my mother raised me in a very good and tough way as well. So uh, I have to show the appreciation as well. So I'm not able to say I'm moving to the States or in the UK, even if there was the opportunity back then and leave all the people alone. I wasn't able to do that. So that was that was the main point. And on that time, when I was quitting with Rock Solid ENT, right? And remember... All those years that I was doing music, I was working as well. So a five to nine, mm-hmm. nine to five job, right? They are not still doing that as well because I'm not able to, you know, we all got to paychecks and all this stuff. And my paychecks are not that low. So uh, I can say I can do music gener- generating every month a K or 500 Bucks or maybe two k. I need a regular income. You know what I mean. So that's why I still have to work, but still doing music and still getting a good amount out of it. And then, 2018 happened. 16 happened. I was I was working on on the on the tracks paradigm. I had a vision. Everything went great. I was in the UK working with Big Brothers, working with TQ. Uh, I had also locked in Jeddakiss for verse. Everything went great. But then I was talking to my friend and I was like, you know what? We're paying so much money and there was never the really big outcome out of it. I want to release from a major company or at least... Through through a sub label with Universal Warner, just to have at least some playlist pitchings, you know, some some good spots to sell the records, to have good sales and stuff like that. And then I met an A&R while I was uh, an opening act for a big artist over here in Germany called Nena, and mm-hmm. he gave me a three sixty contract that ruined my entire life for two years because he forced me to rap in German. And there was no way to get out of the contract. And I was like, yo, listen, I can do whatever you want me to do. I can do dance production. I can do whatever you want, but don't force me to rap in German because that's n- not passion. I can do everything you want, but it has to be within my passion. You can't force me to do stuff that I don't like. So that, 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 that that's not working. You know, then court cases getting out of the other contract was impossible, actually. And then I was quitting the music. For quite a few time, I think one two years, you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking about myself. Uh, what can I replace to to make sure I'm 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 good to go daily? Because I was always the kind of guy that needs creativity work, you know, writing lyrics, doing yes. music. So I was thinking, my entire life, what I love to do as a kid was doing comics, you know, and I came into the comic industry. And I met a guy, guy. yeah, yeah, funny, because I was like, you know what, Uh, my dream was always uh, doing soundtracks for Netflix, you know, or a movie. That was, that was the first thought. And then I was like, you know what, I'm starting to ink and stuff and see where this may goes. And what happened, I think four or five months later, I did some free jobs uh, and worked also as a freelancer, as inker for, for some comic books. And then I met Adam Lawson and Adam Lawson is actually a co-director of Snakes on a Plan with Samuel L. Jackson. Remember oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that he movie. <laughs> did, he did, he did also the, the hit series on YouTube, Escape the Night. And okay. yeah, he did, he did a bunch of major projects and we came in touch and he hired me for a comic book called Kill Journal. Then, uh, I had an, a, a sad story of eight pages to color for it. So, which I did And then we came through a Skype conversation In touch, what I did in the past And I was like, I did music I worked with some major artists back in the day You know, some people from Hot Rod From G-Unit, Bad Boy Records um, Some great R&B groups as well Like Drew Hill, Shy, On 12 And he was like, oh wow Maybe, could you do a soundtrack for for the comic? And I was like, hell yeah (laughs) I can do that So that was then the the, the point where music came back to life. You know, I had still my studio, so I didn't quit the studio because I was like, you never know in life what can happen. Maybe I need it. So I'm still having it without quitting it, which uh, was Mm -hmm. great. Now, if I'm I'm thinking about it now. And then I did the Kill Journal soundtrack. And once I did that, I started doing dance productions. You know,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: um, uh, the main thing was um, before the comic industry work, I was doing a major record single for counter Records in Germany. Do you know that major, major label in Germany? The dance dance. The I do la- Yeah, counter Records. Uh, and um, they did the same as the UK. They did the record, dropped it. I've, I've been in some compilation charts in Germany, Austria and Switzerland, but that's it. You know, and that's why I was so sick and tired of the game, because people are always talking, you know, yeah, we do this, we do that. Then you're happy, you get in, you get, you work for it hard, as hard as you can, then it's over. And you see, once again, people don't appreciate your work and they leave it like that, you know, and Adam Lawson was the guy that uh, brought me back uh, to, to the main focus doing music. And now I'm here talking to you, so...
2: That is incredible. And so how did in the world did you find out about the little old Richmond International Film that, Festival? That's funny. It's, that,
3: it's... That, that's funny, though, because I was <laughs> 10 years ago, I was on Reverb Nation, and I was one of the top acts back then. And uh, I tried to do uh, submissions, you know, for you pay a monthly mm-hmm. subscription, yearly subscription, so you can do free submissions. And I dropped out that What I've Been to record and some other records with like um, Masterpiece featuring Big Brother's. And I had actually COVID COVID hit me when I reached the email of the Richmond International Film Festival that I've been approved. I was so sick that day. I was checking out my email (laughs) inbox and I was like, hold on a second. Because almost it's like if they see that I'm from Germany, they don't approve automatically because they don't want to pay the expenses or whatever. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know what, I'd rather put Germany in because if they pick me, they really want me. So I can appreciate that even if I have to pay the flight or whatever, I'm coming because every opportunity that I get, I'm going to use it to a 100%, you know, because I know how hard it is to get a shot. So if you got a shot, I'll do whatever I can to make the best out of it. So that's why I came in touch with the Richmond International Film Festival.
2: Unbelievable. And what will your... What will your involvement in the festival be? How often are you performing, and what are you hoping to see and do while you're in Richmond?
3: Well, I actually can't wait to see Heather. I had already some conversations with her. She's so kind. She's also like minded as mm-hmm. uh, also the other people around. Uh, I met on Instagram LB as well. T, so uh, I can't wait to 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 her live. Um, uh, Rodney. The Soul singer, yes, he got, he got a huge voice. Stiff.
2: Oh, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, he I, is. I've done two podcast episodes with him. I heard, I heard him both.
3: And, I heard already uh, both. Yeah, I, ju- I just checked them out. And um, <laughs> I was like, you know what, um, being nominated also for the awards was like, you know, that was a key moment, uh, appreciation moment. Like, you know what, I got now the opportunity. I'm coming, coming down. I got on the 8th of June at the Vagabond, I got the show. For thirty minutes, and also on the twelfth uh, at the open air festival as well, and okay. um, now I'm just trying to get some connections. You know, help more other people out because I know very very good people, also some major people that uh, could get shows, tours, and all that stuff. So let's see what what's gonna what's gonna happen when I'm down over there.
2: This is so exciting. Now, what awards are you nominated for with Uh, the Riff?
3: As as I know, it's the Rap Artist Award and the Grand Jury Overall Artist of the Year and the Critic Choice Award.
2: Oh my gosh, that is yeah. so <laughs> exciting.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, the last, uh, last time that I was nominated for what was in 2012 at the official Mixtape Awards in London, the old And the problem was that I wasn't nominated with big names such as 50, Aiken, DJ Drama and some other guys <laughs> that was <laughs> on the list. I, I was happy to be <laughs> in it, but uh, I wasn't that <laughs> happy to, to go home without any award. But uh, it was also <laughs> a great experience.
2: Well, and it sounds like you're the type of guy, I mean, your integrity and your tenacity sounds so amazing that you, it sounds like you thrive on surrounding yourself with people who are definitely at a higher level so that you can keep reaching and growing and aspiring. I mean... Yeah,
3: but the problem is nobody is in in that kind of level over here in Germany. So if I meet people, that are always in the States or in the UK. That, that's the hardest thing because if if you find people that would grind as hard as I do, I think we could reach for the stars for sure. I'm one hundred percent sure for that. Yeah, and I know for fact that if I'm coming to Richmond, something is gonna happen. Uh, I got the feeling I inside, you know, you know, if, if if you got that feeling inside that something's going to happen and you can't even explain it. I got that kind of feeling. And uh I just I just had that feeling while I was listening to Heather's podcast. She did a podcast for the Richmond Film Festival where she mentioned me. And as soon as she mentioned me, I was like, all right, hold on. I didn't ask for it. She did it. And that's why I was connecting with some big guys that I know, you know, to build an international bridge for her festival as well. Because, you know, like I said, I've been through so many bad things in life, especially in the music business, that I can see if people, you know, are like-minded and appreciate other stuff as well. So if people are like-minded, I'm always the god at helping people out, you know, if it comes to major hip-hop artist features such as people like Snoop, Jetta Or whatever. I know all. I know. I know a guy that knows all of them, and there is not really a big, big uh, wall to get those people in. But it's always a question of money. But if you're willing to do uh, what it takes, um, everything is possible. And I got, I got the good connections for it.
2: You do, and and I know that you're special because. This podcast, this room sounds great. It, we only, we typically only interview the musicians who are on Shaco Sessions Live. But yeah. you are the first artist that we've ever interviewed that's not on a Shaco Sessions <laughs> Live. So <laughs> well, it's amazing. I'm
3: so honored. So appreciate that.
2: What has been a memorable performance for you, and what made it so memorable?
3: I think the memorable performance was um, a few years here in Germany. Where people, you know, um, if you if you're in a hometown, where people not really appreciate what you do, right? And then you are getting into a level where people, even if they hate you, still love what you do, but they don't don't saying that. But as soon as you perform, they know your record and just rapping along with it. I think that was one of the greatest moments I had because that was like you know I was right. Just keep moving forward no matter what because uh, nobody can stop you. And if it's meant to be, it's gonna happen. Even if you are 30, 35, 40 years old, it's going to happen. And I'm like, uh, you know, um, since there was that problem that um, I was done with the UK label back in the day and I was alone, I still had also the opportunity to work with Corrupt on a single, a single um, the artist from the Dog Pound Gang, which was in my studio in Germany. So that was also a, a moment that I will never forget talking about Tupac, you know, doing a record. And I'm like, yo, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm here with a legend doing a record and I'm here in Germany. So if people telling me uh, I had to stop doing music, uh, I wouldn't be able even to come to Richmond. you know. So I'm, I'm really glad and proud of keep doing my thing, focusing on myself and believing in what I'm doing. So that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm I'm happy, actually. You know,
2: <laughs> where does that drive come from? Were you raised that way? Is that something you, you just have inside you on your own?
3: I think um my mother um, just teach me whatever, whatever you start, make sure you finish it. You know, so we only live once. Life is short. I know we also can have responsibi- uh, responsibilities like family and having kids and all of that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's also important to try whatever you can to, 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 to make your dream come true, you know, because I, I still believe that each and every one of us can achieve whatever they want if you still really stay consistent in what you do and keep working on it. Even if there are a thousand of else in your life, there is still one guy out there that will pick you up, you know, and make everything happen.
2: I still believe in it. Well, I, I, I am grateful for the fact that so many years ago, I learned it's not about whether or not you're good or bad. It's just yeah. about finding the right people who believe yeah. in you and just making the right connections. I think so many people see themselves in the middle and what they want to get to is like above them. But if you can start picturing it in, in the right connections and being successful is literally on your plane. It's on the same level. You yeah. just got to reach out to the right people. And look how many people's careers didn't start until they were in their 40s or 50s. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it really can happen. It's not. I, I yeah. think that's amazing. What do you do for fun? Like. What kind of hobbies do you have? Is there anything that you do that either informs the music that you write, or you, or is there something that you do that's just so far from music that it's just a great different release for you?
3: Watching movies, movies.
2: <laughs> okay. Ah, what what movie do? You, what movie can you quote line by line?
3: Uh, you know, if you want to say that and you forgot the name, um, <laughs> there is there there is a movie from uh, Russell Crowe where he's the boxer at that um in in the 30s i think where we had that uh financial crush in the states
2: cinderella man yeah
3: exactly so i mean that movie was like yo i was like rocky balboa and cinderella man to me are one of the movies that i can watch and watch you know if you got the down times in your life and you watch the movie and you get the, the internal energy to get back on, on track, you know, no matter what, those are the kind of movies that I love to watch. You know, The bl- Blind Side, also so some kind of dramas that are based on true stories. Forrester with um, um, with, with, with Sean Connery that uh, was writing, writing books and stuff like that. In Germany, they call the movie um, Forrester. I don't know if you got the same title over there in the States.
2: I think I think that's his character. I can't remember if that was actually his name. Yeah. I mean, those are all great stories too of the underdog, of yeah. the person who doesn't get up or the person who exactly. literally, especially in the boxing movies, they get knocked down, they get yeah. back up. That is Coach very Carter, much your
3: spirit. Coach Carter was was in Richmond, right? That movie. Which one? Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. that was that was also a great movie, and uh, the Titans with Denzel Washington. So, as you can see, I I love those kind of drama movies that uh, you are also related to. You know, doing what you do, but never get the real shot. Once you meet the right people, to get to that spot, you know.
2: That is incredible. Um, so people are excited. They love your sound. They want to know more about you. So where can they go online to follow you?
3: Well, you can uh, check me out on my main website called uh, officialfarmo.com or you can reach, uh, reach at me on Instagram at uh, ITSFAMOE. It's FAMOE. I got also Facebook but and Twitter, but mainly I'm using Instagram for it. And if it comes to music, just Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, just type in Pharma, and you can see the whole discography with all the music that I did in the last 20 years.
0: Yeah,
2: You are incredible. I can't wait to dig in more. Um, yeah. We can't wait to see you here. We can't wait to show off our yeah, city and hopefully connect you to people who will make a difference for you. It yeah. has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.
3: Thank you, too. Glad to be a part of it.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the special edition of This Room Sounds Great, the Richmond International Film Festival edition, please visit rvafilmfestival.com for more information. Get your passes, tickets. There are over 170 films and dozens of musicians playing around town. Uh, The city's going to be jam-packed with talent and entertainment from June 7th to June 12th, so please participate and support. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects, and of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30pm. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions Live. That's a wrap.